Shelby. Hi, Andrew. Everything okay? Oh, yeah, I think I just pushed the button. Like, I pushed the button, but it didn't do it. So I think yeah. I pushed the button a little bit after you. So sorry uh, about that, Mr. Mr. Sound Editor. I forgive you. I'll give you a nice, nice big raise, eh? Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, we need the money. We need the money. I'm only in it for the money. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to Trip It To Me, a travel centric podcast. We talk today. We're going to talk about Paris and London. Yeah. Uh, trip report. Uh, sometimes we plan itineraries. Sometimes we talk about something else entirely. Mm-hmm. It's just just a potpourri of topics. <laughs> We, uh, we keep it pretty fluid, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real fluid. Loosey-goosey. <laughs> so loosey-goosey. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. What are you drinking, Shelby? I am drinking a um, a very large glass of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, okay. Fancy. Mm-hmm. How is it? The good stuff? It's, it's fine. It's like the $10 bottle, so it's fine. All right. It's not. It's not really that good, but it's it's fine. <laughs> when, at what point does um? And I know there are like like anything. There's probably some like good cheap wine around. Mm, yeah. But like, at what point does a wine price become fancy? Like, like at what point do you have to pay and you're like, ooh, that's a fancy wine. Right. Right. Um. Well, here in Hawks Bay, there's actually quite a lot of good wine. We're fairly inexpensive because we are in a wine region. Yeah. So you can get a nice bottle of wine for 15 or $20. I don't usually spend more than that because, you know, the podcast only makes so much money. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast where we have not turned on the ads option or... Yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Or 20, and if we had... Listeners. And if we had, like, a, I think we might have been able to buy one of us a drink. If, yeah, even like if we a did drink. Have it. Not yeah. a bottle of a drink, but a drink from a bottle. <laughs> yes, and only for one of us. Not yes. not to share or anything yes. like that. Yeah. Um, when I found out about my new job, I bought, I think it was a $40 bottle of bubbly. Um, back when I was working in the winery... If I spent like like sixty dollars was like a good splurge, sure. on a bottle, and I do that every once in a while. Um, yeah. Tony, my old boss, came out with a really nice vintage, and um, kind of did him a favor. I was house sitting while he went away, and um, he gave me a bottle of this vintage, and it's a, a hundred and forty dollar bottle of wine. Oh my goodness! And yeah, yeah. So like, I wouldn't have purchased that for myself. And it was a very nice bottle of wine. <laughs> Which the trouble with that is you're like, oh, wine, it's all the same. The price doesn't matter. And then you have a bottle of wine that's worth $140. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. They have not been lying. This is better. Yeah. I, I, I want sure. all of my bottles of wine to be like this. <laughs> it's like, um, well, there, there's a number of foods or drinks that are like that where it just kind of gets spoiled. We yeah. just talked about Japan last episode. Like I, after coming back, hello Freya. Uh, after coming back from Japan, I just couldn't eat sushi for like uh, a couple months because right. they 
It didn't make ruined. me feel very good. Yeah, yeah it just kind yeah. of ruined it for mm-hmm. me. And the quality was worse. Even yeah. if you went to a fairly nice place, it just didn't taste yeah. all that good to me. Now I'm back. It's been a while. So now I can just eat sushi right, as right. much as I want. But um, For those yeah. of you who don't know, Freya is my next door neighbor's dog who yeah. um, frequently gets locked outside and then she cries. Um, it is not my dog. My dog, no. her name is Charlie, and she's sitting next to me on the couch very, Just very lovely. lovingly. Yeah. Yeah. She's given herself a little groom, and she's going to take a little nap. But um, no, any of the screaming or the crying you hear, not my dog. Uh, yeah. Most likely. Unless something <laughs> yeah. terrible happens. <laughs> true. True. Um, yep. What are you drinking, Andrew? I'm I'm taking it easy tonight and eat. Drinking some green tea. Green Excellent. tea with honey. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Just a, just a iced green tea. Yeah. If you were to guess how many splooshes of honey did they put in that green tea? Uh, it's pretty sweet, but there's also... I mean, it's an Arizona green tea. People right. people know what this is. It, um, it There's also ginseng. Mm-hmm. I don't know what ginseng actually is. Do you? No idea. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I think you should give it a Google. I'm I'm doing that. I don't know if that's sweet or or mm. what. Um, if if the honey's what's making the sweet, then there's quite a few uh, honeys in there. Um, right. Ginseng is a root. Uh, green leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you want. Uh, both American ginseng and Asian ginseng may boost energy, lower lower blood sugar and cholesterol lev- levels, reduce stress, promote relaxation, treat diabetes, and manage sexual dysfunction in men. <laughs> wow. Okay. Great. <laughs> Good a, stuff. A whole slew of stuff that can do for you. I didn't know any of that, but yeah. Now, now I'm feeling a lot better about myself. Ginseng, the new miracle food. It's it doesn't say what it tastes like, but it did give me all of these. <laughs> thank you, medical news today for these ginseng fa- facts. Excellent. Um. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I I don't remember the question. There's there's got to be like four or five honeys in there. Right. Right. I remember yeah. in high school when Arizona beverages like just like blew up. Oh, and it yeah. was like everyone had one all of the time. There yep. was a little convenience store like a block away from my high school called The Store. And Ooh. everyone would go to The Store and get like drinks and stuff at lunchtime. Yeah. But I don't like I don't like green tea. I wish I did because I know it's really good for you. Maybe with less splooshes of honey. But um, I always liked the Arnold Palmers. Those were nice. Oh, yeah. And then I felt uh, included in the thing because I had, like, the big tall can of Arizona. They, and then they have the Arnold Palmers. The Arizona has Arnold Palmers, but with strawberry lemonade. And <gasps> oh they have the gosh, big yes. bear on them. And this bear has, like, blue eyes. It's beautiful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just like to stare at the bear while <laughs> while drinking its innards. Stare at the bear. Mm-hmm. Stare at the bear. Uh, nice. good, good band name. Stare at the um, bear. That is a good band name. Yeah, what kind you. of music? Ska. They'd play ska. Mm, I'm not sure I agree. I think it's... Really? Uh, and that's okay. We don't have to agree on this, but okay. I feel like some something mellow. Just kind of this mellow um, mm. alt-rock, maybe. 
Mm. Really, really up my alley. If okay, it's that. I feel like Stare at the Bear is a ska band. I feel like Stare Bear is <laughs> the mellow band. No, Stare Bear is like a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> That's like hella creepy. <laughs> yeah. Why is the bear staring at you? I don't yeah. want to get. Oh, are you uh, the bear staring at you and you're not staring yeah. at the bear? Yeah, the, no, definitely if it's Stare Bear. And it's a show. The bear is watching you. Now, how about bear stare? Bear stare. That yeah. no, that's that's an activity where you watch bears for sure. So maybe okay. that's the mellow band name. Bear stare yeah. is the mellow band. Stare bear is the kids' TV show that we should not encourage. And then okay, stare at the bear is the ska band. Bear is the ska band. Okay. Did you ever you ever get in? <laughs> can I guess? Can I guess the answer to this question before I ask it? You already have, Andrew. You can say it out loud. <laughs> Shelby definitely had like a ska phase at some point. Oh, yeah. Point. It yeah. was like a thing in high school. My friends were no. in a ska band. Yes. Okay. And so it was, it was like, oh, okay, like this is really fun. I was on like the, the outskirts of that fringe group, though. It was like, oh, yeah. these people are really fun. And it's like rock with, you know, like horns. trumpets and horns. And so like, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's rock and roll with horns that sounds good though. <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> uh, I cannot no. list a ska band. Like I cannot tell you a single ska band. It's been that long. There's a weird little like, cr- well, maybe it went along with like a regular secular music i guess but there was like a weird little christian rock ska band blip in the (laughs) like early 2000s and uh a band called five iron frenzy which i i still actually kind of enjoy um they they had some they they were they were a ska band um they actually just put out another album like a year or two ago that was super political and like uh bashing like donald trump and it was a very very interesting career path for that band um i also saw a band called the supertones weirdly at mars hill church before anything uh, before i knew anything about mars hill church um they were it was their last tour the supertones and then they were pretty if if you were into Christian rock in like the 2000s, they were a pretty big band as far as that goes. And they, they played, and it was their last tour, and it was their last show in Seattle, and it was a weird show. And I wasn't like super into them at the time, but I knew some songs and stuff, and it, it was a fun thing to go to. And like halfway through the show, this just random guy gets up on stage from the crowd and starts like doing the uh, kind of like a jogger, the you know, the jogger dance. Sure. Um, yeah. And he's just he just does that and then like jumps off the stage and, and we're all like, what? What just happened? <laughs> and then it happens for like the rest of the show, just random people getting up on stage and doing this dance. Why? And the band's like looking at each other like what is going on they they had a good time i think but it was just a super strange thing weird yeah weird. really really fun time though yeah the, on, the only time i set foot thankfully in mars hill church um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah that that's 
<laughs> that was a rabbit hole. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how we got there. <laughs> From ginseng to ska bands and Mars Hill Church. <laughs> what an adventure. Yeah, it was wow. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all that to say, rock and roll with horns, good ska music. I'm not sure it is that great. <laughs> we can just leave that one undecided. I guess so. We'll come up with a verdict on like episode 222. So Two, look for why, that. Why 222? Just giving us a little bit of time to figure it oh, all okay. out. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. If you want a different number, throw it out there. I, I mean, I was thinking we keep, I don't know. We keep like picking these numbers that are like in the future, but like in the not so distant future. And I'm like, give me some more time to mull over ska, you know? Yeah, but 222 will be like a year and a half from now. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I just, just, I'm not sure I want, I'm not sure I want to have an opinion on Ska. I think okay, I can then. just leave it where it is. Yeah, I th- I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's kind of where I'm at, too. <laughs> yeah. To give it a, a real good opinion, I need to actually listen to it. No, I'm okay with not at this point in my life. Yeah, like a lot of things, it, it's for some people, and that's great if it's for you. Yeah. It's yeah, probably not for me, though. Yeah, yeah that's all right. There's so yeah, many things great. to listen to. It's so fine. many. Yeah, it's oh, fine. Yeah. Is your hand okay? I'm, I'm just going to leave this in. <laughs> I've just been rubbing my hand for the last, like, two minutes. Yeah, um, I'm kind of grimacing. If, I don't know if I got bit by something, or I oh. don't know if it's the direct link of the red wine makes my eczema, like, immediately it, worse. I'm going to say that I got bit by something because I do not want to come to the conclusion that I should stop drinking red wine because it makes my hands feel like they're on fire. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. They tell you like a few months ago when I, I just like completely cut out dairy and gluten and alcohol for a week. You remember that? I and do. I was like, we'll just see if it makes my eczema better because everyone says that it will. And it's so bad, so nothing can make it worse. And then after a week, it was like way better. Yeah. Fuck. Like, <laughs> no. I don't want to totally cut out dairy and gluten and alcohol. What? <laughs> so um, we backslid on that a little bit. But I am actively trying to cut out as much dairy as possible. I've switched to a non-dairy milk and non-dairy yogurt you cannot take cheese away from me no and I'll no one's trying no one's trying to shelby every I don't doctor think- that i've ever talked to about my eczema has tried you want to know how to solve that don't, don't go, go to, to the, it. don't go to the let's not say that though <laughs> like, doctors no no are sometimes doctors really are good, good. yeah no, they they're always really good not just sometimes yeah. i'm just but, kidding but I like could actively try to cut out more gluten, and that would probably right. help. And I could probably be more careful in like which alcohol I consume because red wine definitely does make it worse compared to like other things. And so, um, I like red wine. It's one of those things where you're just like trying to balance enjoyment in life and and also other things. Like I, yeah. like I want to lose a few pounds, but I also want to eat. Like tacos. Tacos are so great. Tacos are pretty good. Like the tacos fries. are fairly good for you. French fries, a different story. Yeah. Um, and but, but like, so I'll just slowly lose some weight instead yeah. of losing a lot of weight. Yeah. And, and I'll just, I think I'll, I think I'm I'll good. drink 
red wine, and then I'll just want to pour boiling water over my hands later. That's fine. No. Okay. I just said want to. I didn't say I will, because yeah. Ben won't I'm, let me. Well, like, good. Good. Yeah. That's, I guess that's being a good partner. Yeah. He also I won't cut them off. So, you know, what is what good is he, really? Come on. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. I'm not going to boil my hands off. Thank and goodness. Not, and I'm not going to cut them off. Sometimes, though, in the shower, I do turn the like the heat up really hot, and I just like shove my little pawpaws underneath that water. But, that, I mean, that's fine. It's not boiling. It's fine. Yeah, it's just... Just the temperature of boiling water. The water's not yeah. actually boiling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's for yeah. short periods of time. <laughs> Hot showers are so nice. I mean, oh, so nice. It's okay if you accidentally make it too hot for a minute. Accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and the worst part is, and Sophie and I have talked about this, so I know it's not just me. The worst bit about having eczema on your hands, and probably other places, but I've only experienced it like this on my hands, is when it's not that the surface of your skin is itchy. It's like there is something underneath the surface of your skin that is irritated and like you just feel like you want to rub your hands raw. And so that's when you're like, oh, I just want to burn my hands off. Because that's right. the only thing that makes it feel better. And yet worse, all at the same time. So, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to, sorry to everyone who has eczema. It's not, sorry to you. It's not fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I could drop, stop drinking red wine, but I'm not going to. So, um, maybe Fair keep enough. your sympathy to a minimum. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that it's like uh, either or, though. That, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, you know, I'm also, like, relatively healthy in other ways. So sure. I feel like it's, you know, give and it take. It balances out. I yeah. feel the same way about yeah. myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What, um, two, two questions. Okay. Both on the same topic, but completely random. <laughs> I love those. What, uh, what Mario character would you be, and what Mario character do you play as? Whenever you oh. played a game. I know it's probably been a while, but... It, it has been a little while. Um, this is one of those things that I struggled to play Mario with friends because I was not good at it. And yeah. so it was one of those things where it's like, it's fun, except I never win. And then it's less fun because then I feel bad about not doing the thing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... I really like the mushroom guy. What's his Toad? name? Toad? Yeah. Toad? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Good choice. Because he's kind of this androgynous little keep it boo Sure. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> boo yeah, Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And what was the second question? Which uh, is that... So who do you play as and what? Uh, which one would you be if you just embodied that character? Oh. Wow. I don't know what you just answered. Was is that who you play as? I think that's who I play as. Okay. Um, this is hard because one, there's not very many female characters. Sure. I mean, Maria. I'm. Yeah, I'm, you can be a, you can be whatever. I mean, we're right. dropping the the gender aspect of it. I do look really good in overalls. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> you you pull them off. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'd be one of the brothers, but, um, I don't really strongly resonate with any of the characters. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Not that I do either, but (laughs) I wanted to put you on the spot. (laughs) Okay. Your turn. I play as Donkey Kong. Mm, Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm. I might be Donkey Kong. Um, it's the closest option to a bear. I think that's true. He's a little. <laughs> he's a little more angry than I am. Yeah. Um. So. If there I was the like option that. to play as the little monkey, would you uh, be Diddy Kong? Donkey Kong or the no. little monkey? Okay. Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong's trash. Come on. Donkey Kong is so much cooler. Okay. Yeah. No, Donkey Kong's great, and uh, Luigi's a Luigi's a fun guy. I like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good time. Yep. It's a. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think Donkey Kong's the answer for both. Yoshi's mm-hmm. incredibly cool, but I don't think I'm yes. as cool as him. Mm-hmm. So, or her? I don't remember if Yoshi's a, a boy or a girl. Um. Yeah. Is that Charlie snoring? I don't even hear it anymore because it's so normal, but yes, that is Charlie's <laughs> That's That's wonderful. Should I put the microphone really close to her face? I, th- I don't know. I mean, I can hear it, so I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing the listeners probably can too. If you yeah. can hear a soft... Per- <laughs> that, so that was soft. not soft. <laughs> not so soft. I swear, she's doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> she's just so excited that I'm not hiding in my office. That's she knows. Enough. Okay, so my office where I record is like a separate room in the back of the garage. And it has a separate lock to it. So every time I go out there, I grab the key from the key bowl. And then, and so she knows what that sound is. And so every time right. I grab the key, she bolts for the door because she wants to come with me. And depending on the situation, I either close the door really fast so she can't come, or I let her come with me and she, you know, <laughs> sniffs things out and she chews sticks in there and makes a huge mess and I have to vacuum multiple times a day. But um, she gets so excited when she can come in there because it's like this room that she's not allowed in most of the time. And so it's very exciting. But yeah. Um, yeah, but and then she hangs out in here and she just sleeps a bunch. So I think she's just excited that... The podcast is happening here in her space. I'm excited too. Yeah. It's Change nice the scenery. To, yeah. Yeah, nice to be by her. I mean, I yeah. can only see like you and the blinding light behind you. Um, <laughs> but but it's a wonderful change of scenery. No, 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 no. Please don't. Please don't change it. It's it's totally fine. I promise. I was going to try to turn the light off, but apparently no, Andrew no. says no. It'd be really dark in here without it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. I I could I could change the position of the camera so that you could just see Charlie. I no I I, I mean I love Charlie but I don't think that <laughs> would lead to our Charlie. best podcast. Probably yeah. not. Not not that not that we're on the trajectory for the best podcast we've ever done at the moment, but <laughs> but we're getting there. I mean, I don't know. We've never... had some pretty great content so far, you, Andrew. You never know when we'll strike gold. And, and uh, <laughs> who's to say what this episode Highly is? Highly relatable content. Thank you. Yeah, really much. good stuff. Highly, highly HRC. That's is your eye twitching HRC. now? What is happening to you? <laughs> you to you... with the acronym. Highly relatable oh. content. HRC. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought your I thought your eye was twitching and 
<laughs> no, it <laughs> stopped. It stopped twitching. The other day, the other one twitched, but oh, just no. once. Oh, and then God. it stopped. So yeah. I'm just, I think, I think it's passed. I think it went boop, boop. And then now it's, now it's gone. Well, that's a nice sound too. Yeah. Boop, boop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, it was just making its way out of the opposite ear and had yeah. to pass yeah. through your eye. Like, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. Just like that. Well, you added another boop in there, but, but that's I okay. Did. Well, because it was like, I, I, and then out the head. Yeah. 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 I got that. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> Highly relatable content. HRC. Yes, yes. Uh, trademarked. It's a trip it to me. Yep. Original yep. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I was thinking back about our first few episodes today, uh-huh. and at one point, I think one of us said, "I think it was me," because I'm pretty sure I made myself laugh, which is something I try not to do, but <laughs> but I think I did it, and I I think i said trip it to me certified at one point (laughs) (laughs) and i'm i'm a little bit sad that hasn't become like a a go-to honestly i but okay but i think we'd put that stamp of approval on anything right like on anything well just like on the itinerary right this is a trip it to me certified location we would just do that like everywhere we go Was that Chicago or was that where was that? I don't I don't remember at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it was probably Can Chicago. Can that... someone make us a graphic of that? Just like a like a seal of approval, like a stamp. Just trip it yes. to me certified. Yes, you'll vault yourself in the top five fans immediately. Uh, immediate top three, I think. <laughs> oh wow, okay. I mean I Who's... don't think anyone can like dethrone Sophie, but I'm willing to shove someone up into the top three. So Matthew and Kurt are f- vying for the other spot. Yeah. Unless I mean, it, and Ben did if a Matthew t-shirt, were, so that's true. I, we can't count spouses. I don't know if we can count that's mothers true. either. But um, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. What about I, mothers I don't know in about law. That. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll Great. allow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are our listeners, folks. Our spouses, our mothers, <laughs> and Kurt and Sophie. <laughs> Matthew. Go. Yeah, siblings, mothers, spouses. They're either related to us or they're Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) And and this is why, because we're half an hour in and I haven't done a thing. All right, all right. Andrew, what have you been up to? (laughs) Tell um, me the things. Do you want movies first or experiences first? Do you have more than one movie? Yeah, I can talk about as many movies as you want. <laughs> okay, how many experiences do you have? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with two. Okay, so experience, movie, experience. And then another movie, or just one movie? I'll let you decide. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, by the time this is out, it it had been a month or so. But the other night we got to go to Disneyland and watch uh, Fantasmic, which came back. Um, If you're unfamiliar with this, this is like a huge nighttime production, essentially, that they do across the river river from the seating area. Um, And and so, like, Mickey's battling a dragon, and and there's a lot of projections and and some fireworks and, and a few other surprises along the way. Uh, and it is truly one of my favorite things. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> just... 
<laughs> going to town. <laughs> oh boy. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so okay. sorry. Please no, continue. I, it's, it's just a soothing noise at this point. <laughs> Record in the living room, she thought. It'll be fine, she thought. Charlie will be quiet. She'll be sound oh. asleep, she thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, Please continue about no, Fantasmic. No. Uh, Fantasmic is one of my fa- very favorite things at Disneyland or, or any Disney park for that matter. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, it all kind of blurs together because I've definitely mentioned it way too much to Shelby, but I don't think <laughs> I've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it's, again, uh, it's like a nighttime spectacular, like like a fireworks show that you kind of associate with a theme park or whatever. But uh, it uses a whole bunch of different um, media and like there's projections on water and and like a bit of a stage show aspect to it and uh so it, it's a it's just a blast and what the seating's really unique to disneyland especially because it's just like everyone just kind of gathers along the river and sits sits down and, and you're like in the walkways but uh, i mean Thank goodness for the cast members that like block off areas and mm. and do a great job <clears throat> sorting through the crowd, which would be such a pain. Um, so so thank you to them. But it's a uh, you know that moment in um, like when you go see a a musical or a stage show or whatever, when the lights go down and you get like that ten second anticipation mm-hmm. of what's about to happen, and there's mm-hmm. there's just a real energy to it, and on. That that's what this feels like, except they do it like you could go see it every single night if you have a ticket, um, which is uh, kind of amazing. And and for a show that's run for so many years, it just has this special energy to it. And yeah. I um I absolutely adore that. And and uh, like if you're going to Disneyland, go see that. It's it's well worth your time. Uh, but yeah, it, it was so much fun to have it back. We didn't get to go the first night it was back because it was blocked out on our annual passes uh that night was so we went a few days later and and there were just so many because because other people had it blocked out on their passes too right so a lot of people saw it for the first time mm-hmm. since since everything returns right, at yeah. different times after covid so this was the first time in like two and a half years that people could see it and there was just so much um like just just a nice level of happiness mm, just so lovely. excited to to go see it and and with those things like half of the half of the memory at least is just sitting with everyone and there's just like this nice little buzz in the air mm. and and you're you're just so there's so much anticipation so yeah it was great uh, a lot of fun and like i said if you're at disneyland go see it you get um, some great photographs of it too Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun to photograph. It's not an easy thing to photograph because you're really a decent ways away from the action, um, no matter where you sit. So you got to pop on that uh, huge zoom lens and, and then hold your camera still enough for these dark nighttime photos. And yeah, it's a it's kind of an adventure, but um, I was happy with a few of the ones that turned out uh next i'll go to a movie um let's talk about licorice pizza i mentioned this in our first few episodes 
Uh, yeah, I think Matthew mentioned it in his uh, when he when he came on the show during the Palm Springs episode too. Uh, I just got to rewatch it for the first time, so it was my second time seeing it, and it's uh, it's really just a it's it's a fun little romp. Um, it's a coming of age story, like I've talked about before. I I don't know if I liked it quite as much the second time around. Uh, hmm. But there right. is this kind of it. It's a it's kind of a straightforward comedy for a while, and, and again, kind of like a coming of age mixed with a, a comedy. And then there's just this level of uneasiness in the last forty five minutes, and they settle on this really interesting theme that I'm not going to spoil for you, uh, and and I and maybe other people wouldn't get it either, but it. It kind of deals with like jumping full bore into adulthood or not mm-hmm. doing that, and it's it's really um, really well done. And you've I've I've heard a few interviews from the director Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson just talking about it, and he seems like uh, just a wonderful man. And and the very serious movies he makes don't like line up with his personality mm-hmm. at all. It it feels like. But uh, he, he like, goes out of his way to say, like, no, that's not what I... I wasn't really... Um, like, people will try to connect the dots and everything. And he's like, no, I didn't think about that at all. When clearly he probably did. Uh, so he plays it pretty cool. But I think you kind of feel everything he wants you to feel in this movie, mm-hmm. which is a true feat. And, what, what, and maybe why... I did uh, like I still really liked it, but it maybe kind of the first time it kind of took my breath away a little bit in a good way, and this time I think the su- surprises not that it's like a jump out at you surprise or anything, but the surprises weren't. I I, I knew where it was going, so I think right, that, um, and I knew what feelings I already had, so mm-hmm. I think I think it maybe. Um, when I first saw it, I thought it might be my favorite of of his, and I, I love um, most of his movies. But uh, I don't I don't think it quite ranks at the top anymore. But okay. it, it's very very good. I also watched. Uh, I'll do one more movie. I also watched okay. Brooklyn. Ah, uh, uh, you love the that other movie. day. I love that movie. I too. do. It had been a while since I saw mm. Brooklyn. It came out in two thousand. 17? Uh, I feel like two out of the three times that I've seen that movie have been with you. That makes sense. Uh, For a while, like, I wouldn't make anyone watch it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I really, really like it. Uh, Probably more than just about anyone I know. It was 2015. Um, Yeah, it's it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I don't don't feel comfortable (laughs) saying her name. Sarah Shea? Sure. It's it's not what you think it is. Is that that's all I remember about it? Um, it's it might Saoirse. be that. Sersha. There, there. I think you got it. Sersha. I just can't think about how it's spelled because as yeah, soon as exactly. I think about how it's spelled, I lose it. Yeah, I looked it up. Her name was right there, and then I was like, no, I can't like, say nope, it. Gone. <laughs> I feel like it's Sersha. Sersha Ronan um, oh, is really the. Hope it is. Is the lead. If it's not, you know, you can figure out who we're like, talking about. If, if I said it wrong, like, people know who it is now. 
she is one of the best young actresses in in mm. the industry. She's incredible. Agreed. I'd watch her uh, in, in anything. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites at this point. And there's, there's, I don't know why this movie connects with me so much. It's a, I mean, it's a film about a young woman who's an Irish immigrant and things I just don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this, I remember seeing it in theater for the first time. And there's this moment in the, one of the first few scenes, she's in a dance hall um, with with her friend, I'll give you a tiny bit of background. It's based in the nineteen, uh, I don't know what year it's supposed to be. Nineteen fifties, nineteen fifties, and she's and uh, from Ireland, and she's found like her family, her sister essentially has set up a job for her to go to to go to New York and live in Brooklyn. Um, but there's this scene, uh, probably the second scene, really, and. They're in a dance hall, and her friend's so excited about this boy and ends up dancing with him. And once she starts dancing with him, the the actress, um, <laughs> I can't remember her character's name, um, Eilis? Yeah, that's it. Uh, she, she just starts, like, looking around, and her eyes get kind of dead, almost. Mm. And it's just this look of like there's nothing left for me here and it i don't i don't know if anyone else like felt that way when they saw it but it just hit me so hard and like at at that point i just loved the movie and and it's a beautiful it's almost um it's almost like a rom-com at times but but never quite falls into that trope and and then it's a it's quite a bit more serious than that there but there are some very funny moments and yeah it's just a beautiful movie so uh i would highly recommend it it's a Mm. like a perfect date movie but also a nice it's a little bit of a coming of age story too so yeah yeah, if you haven't seen it check it out yeah uh finally i went Mm. uh let's see it's june 7th when we're recording this Shelby's in America when this comes out, and, and we're well, yeah, we're way behind. Um, we time traveled back from from when this is released by quite a ways. <laughs> so uh, on June like fifth, I think I was in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl Stadium, and they had um, an event called Foodie Land, uh, which was a lot of uh, just a ton of. Um, food stands essentially there were some food trucks as well i think in total there are about 130 food stands no um, yeah and this is how many of them li- did you try <laughs> i got to let's see do you want me to list what i ate yes okay <laughs> i want i want the total number and then i want what you ate okay uh we ate from one two three four i think five okay no yeah, five. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, uh, th- apparently Foodie Land, before I get into what I ate, b- apparently Foodie Land is like an event that takes place in different parts of California, maybe even more than California. It's inspired by these like Asian night markets that are pretty famous and all the food stalls. Mm. Uh, it started in Berkeley, I believe, and, and kind of has grown and moves 
to other places. I don't. I imagine all the vendors are different depending on location, but I don't know that. Um, so like, there's one in there's one in L.A. There's one in Sacramento. Um, there's one in Berkeley. All pretty, pretty often uh, throughout August. Uh, so it seems like a sort of California thing that's taken off. Um, we we went during the day and I. It was fairly warm. I think it'd be more fun at night, and mm. um, and I wish the places. It felt a bit like um, kind of like the fair, where everything's like a full portion size, and uh, you yeah. and you pay for everything. I wish there was more like like more like five to seven dollar things where you could just sample something and then eat See, more. See, the event planner in me is like, okay, you sell different tickets, right? You sell one ticket with five sample options and one ticket with 10 sample options and you pay your ticket and then you take a punch card to the vendor and they punch it and like then you get a sample option and then you get to try like bunches and bunches and bunches that would be more fun Mm. um it was a it was a cool event and they had some like like uh just some like shops and and craft vendors that you could go around and look at those two and and Mm. some live entertainment uh, but but I do wish it was more of a like you pay mm-hmm. a certain fee to get in and that gets you a certain amount of samples they rather do that than with, like beer and wine festivals yeah. where like you purchase and like you get samples of things instead of because obviously that's more problematic because you have would have people incredibly drunk very quickly if they're having full beverages <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah and I, you just want a I, taste of everything you do and and like the it was expensive. Like, like after mm. paying for paying for like four or five things was pricey. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's it adds up really quick. So make it a little more affordable by uh, making the portion sizes smaller. And Absolutely. Then, uh, and I then if every vendor only had like one or two or three options, then you yeah. could try more things from more vendors. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was. That'd be like my critique on it. It it was fun, but um, but yeah, it, if you're gonna go for like a full day and gonna have lunch and dinner there, then mm-hmm. it might be a little more worth it. Not that it, it only costed. It was like it was like five bucks to get in, which isn't was, very much. What was the name of this festival again? Foodie Land. Foodie Land. So Foodie Land. If you want to um, hire us to plan your event for next year, yeah. Email I'm us. In. Yeah. yeah. Trip it to me at gmail.com. <laughs> there we go. Um, as for what as for what we tried, we shared most things. We had some soup dumplings because we recorded that Hong Kong podcast like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago now, and we uh, Shelby nor I have uh, stopped thinking about dumplings ever since. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they they were pretty good. They weren't like anything amazing, but they were pretty good. Uh, we had a chocolate bubble waffle. Have you had bubble waffles before? A bubble waffle? I don't know if that's the technical name, but that's what... I've seen people call them that. So instead of, like, the indents, mm. it's like... you They're, like, bubbled up. How? And this one had chocolate inside of some of the how? bubbles. I, I don't know. Andrew, I think, tell me how! I think that's the waffle iron. I think... I Sorry. I think the waffle iron is like that, where um, where instead of like making indents, uh, and then you go, I I can't describe a waffle iron, so like a 
it's bubbles instead. Right. Yeah. It, but I'm just confused about how you would get the the batter to hollow. I don't know. Yeah, because like getting an indent, I totally understand, but getting it to hollow. Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know how hollow the bubbles were. Mm. Because they were filled with chocolate, is what you said. Some of them, some like the outer ones weren't. They were. They were more, just like, waffle batter. Outer as in like the outer perimeter. Yeah, like what would be a crust, essentially. Right, but, okay. Yeah. And then the internal ones were filled with chocolate. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Wow, magic. <laughs> magic. magic. I've had them before. They're pretty good. Um, I'm not a huge dessert person. Which I know. Crazy. But, <gasps> Maybe one of um, your, your only character flaws, Andrew. I'm so sorry. I do like <laughs> desserts. It's just not, not mm. like my favorite thing. Today it's I had right. a cinnamon. It means, it means I don't have to share with you ever. Right. And never. Uh, I did have cinnamon roll cheesecake today, and that was fantastic. Well, because how could you say no to cinnamon roll cheesecake? I didn't. I had... Yeah, you would would be a complete psychopath if you had said no to cinnamon roll cheesecake. (laughs) Okay, what was cinnamon roll about it? Was it the crust? What, like, tell me. There was a little bit of cream cheese frost. This was not at Foodie Land, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of cheem cream. crease. Yikes. Cheem crease. There was a little bit of cream cheese frosting You're on top. You're not even drinking alcohol, mister. I'm not. <laughs> um, I have recorded like f- four podcasts in five days. So yeah, I think that's, 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 that's probably enough. it. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah, there was a little bit of that on top. And then there was some cinnamon just inside of the cheesecake. And then the crust had uh, some cinnamon in it, but it was, it was like a graham cracker crust. But in between the crust and the cheesecake was like a layer of, of like cinnamon dough almost. Oh. It was, it was quite good. I would like some, please. Okay. We could do that. that it's, it was at, it was at uh, California Adventure, the Disneyland Park, and it was at a, uh, the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta place there. It was like $5. It was well worth it. Oh, okay. Okay. Back to Foodie Land. Yep. Um, I had some Taiwan sausage uh, Taiwan sausage skewer, and that mm-hmm. was really good. Really, like, sweet sausage. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it was, it was really tasty. Mm. Um, we had... Um, masubi, which is kind of like a rice roll, and then there was some chicken inside of it, and that was very good as well. And then I had a tamagoyaki, which is a Japanese rolled omelet. Um, oh. This this had eel inside, which eel is one of my favorite foods. Um, I still don't know how to feel about eel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um... You you would taste it and feel pretty good, I think. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Will you, at some point, maybe give me eel to try and not tell me what it is? Sure, that seems pretty difficult. Because okay. you're going to be like, what is this? What is it? You know, I don't mm. know. <laughs> because I feel like in my brain, I don't want anything to do with eel. Right. But... You say it tastes amazing. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is one of my favorite okay. just foods in general. Just like seared eel with unagi sauce is incredible. Is um, eel technically a fish? Uh, 
Is it, uh, a, is, it a, a, is it a reptile? Is it a mammal? Like, what's what's going on with an eel? It's not a mammal. I don't think it's a mammal. I, I don't know. Uh, this is a great question. Because if it's a fish, you can tell me, oh, it's fish. And then I'll eat it, and you'll be like, ha, it's eel. Okay. And I'll be like, damn it, I really liked it. It is a fish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now you know. Okay. I'm going to be so scared every time you give me fish to eat now, but that's fine. Shelby, you can just tell me it's a fish. We we see each other like maybe once a year. <laughs> I know, but when we will get together, there will be so much food involved. There will be. Mm. But we have so many places to go and we've never talked about like going to sushi. So it's going to be a little difficult. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's fine because like in five years time, you'll be like, hey, it's fish. And I'll be like, great. And you'll be like, ha! It's eel. And I'll be like, oh, I remember that conversation on the podcast five years ago. It'll be, it'll it'll be, be a great, great. callback. Yeah. F- feel like in Hawaii, we might be able to find some pretty good. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. The tamagoyaki, uh, which I have been saying constantly in my brain to make sure I get where the vowels go in that word. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a, it's a rolled omelet. And usually... You can have it with anything inside. I think a lot of, unsurprisingly, it's had for breakfast a lot in Japan with uh, with just like rice underneath it. Um, but this one had eel inside and is served with um, uh, teriyaki or like an unagi sauce and then some mayonnaise because, because they really do mayonnaise on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was, it was really good as well. Uh, yeah, I liked... I liked everything we tried. And it was a fun event outside of those little quibbles I had. Right. And yeah. Which, I would... again, if they want to hire us as event planners, they can just email us. Right. Yeah. It was uh, a lot of people out, too, and that's always fun. And yeah. I, um, as, a, as a sports fan, going to the Rose Bowl is super cool and mm-hmm. just an iconic stadium. And Pas- I don't know if I've talked about Pasadena much on the show but it's a it's a really pretty town and and fun to walk around and, and just feels uh a little different than la it's it's kind of mm-hmm. older and and has different architecture so yeah it's it's a fun place to walk around we've spent a few afternoons there so so you're in anaheim right how far away is pasadena uh pasadena is about the same as la about an hour away uh okay. depending on I mean, of course, depending on traffic. If there's right. some traffic, it's about an hour away. Okay. Um, LA's probably a little closer. Uh, if you're looking at, uh, so Anaheim's south of LA, and LA is, um, LA is pretty close to the coast, especially depending on where you are in LA. And then Pasadena is basically east of that, um, maybe a little southeast. So. It's up. It's up in the San Bernardino Mountains, um, which aren't very tall mountains, but they're they're very pretty. And mm. um, yeah, it's it's a pretty place. So awesome! Thank you. Uh huh. I think I think that probably covers enough. Excellent. Yeah. I watched Top Gun, but I'm gonna wait to talk about Top Gun until I see Top Gun Two. So mm, yeah, that that's reasonable. We're gonna have so much stuff to catch up on. I don't. We're just we'll gonna need to... whole episodes that are like watching, listening, thinking, seeing, experiencing, yeah. perceiving. We could we could just call that the the catch up episode. Yeah, or the what you doing? 
What you yeah, did. The, what you what you doing, ketchup? Yeah, what you doing, episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can do one for you and one for me. We'll have so much content when we come back. So much content. Plus, we'll be like itching to do an itinerary. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, today was like one of the worst. Like, I need to go travel to some go more days I've had in a while. It's like, let's yeah. pack a bag and just pick any of the places that we've made itineraries for and then just go. Or any of the, like any place. It's just one, it was just one of those days where it's like, oh, I haven't been somewhere new in quite a while. Yeah. yeah I, I want to get on a plane and go somewhere. I get that. I'm quite excited to go to Texas because that will be new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, we don't have anywhere new planned for quite a while. So yeah. um, I do get to go to Wellington next week. So I'm right. excited for that because I've been there before. But, like, Wellington's a really fun city. So cool. there's bits of it that I feel like I haven't really seen before. So that will be that'll be cool. But, yeah, I get it. Like, you want to get on a plane, pack a bag, go someplace. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll we're, try to, uh, we're I'll try to take you to a few new places here. You will. You will succeed. I'm looking forward so. to it. Yeah. Good. I'm looking forward yeah. to coming back and being like, wow. I actually don't hate L.A. I just before hadn't been to any of the cool places. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem that way when you talk about it. Yeah. I mean, Santa Monica alone is enough to make people hate L.A. And (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) I do not like that place. Yeah. Uh, But, but, uh, but yeah, there's, I'm, I'm hoping I can convert you a little bit. I think you will. I think I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. So. Good. Yeah. That would be sad if you weren't. I know, right? Be like, gosh, got to go hang out with Andrew in L.A. Wow. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> Terrible. Horrible. No, I, I feel quite optimistic about it. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, episode seven, I think we decided on last time we recorded. Ooh. I'll look it up. But yeah, maybe um, check. I'll check. But you talked about your trip to Ireland. Uh, you spent five days, four days in uh, Ireland? Five days. Five days in Ireland. It's a lovely episode. People should go check it out if you haven't already. Um, and so we thought we'd continue that trip report uh, yes. on a trip you took with Bree. Yes. Uh, hi, Bree. Hi, Bree. And, and so um, I, I believe you have like four more days to go on it. And yeah. That's that's where we're picking up. Yeah, it was episode eight. Mm. No, I said seven before. I just really want people to go check out that Chicago episode. <laughs> Chicago. Bono, Bono loves, loves it. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trip it to me certified. <laughs> that episode. We should we should put our we should put it on our favorite episodes. Like we should. this episode's we should. Trip It To Me Certified. <laughs> great idea someone make I us don't, a logo please we'll see if this episode gets there i don't i have, I have my doubts i, I don't know my reservations. <laughs> uh, but anyway oh, we're picking yeah. up from leaving ireland i imagine yes. and, and yeah, take so us away you, to paris yeah if you listen to episode eight uh you know that once upon a time, I sat on a couch and looked at flights and saw a really cheap one to Ireland, and that gave birth to the trip that Brie and I went on. So it started as a let's go to Ireland because we can afford it trip 
to, oh, well, we're so close. We might as well go to Europe. And, oh, well, while we're there, we might as well go to London. So it evolved hugely. And we ended up spending five days in Ireland and kind of did a little island tour, which was fantastic. And then we did, we, uh, we took a flight to Paris and then we stayed two days in Paris. I got over a really horrible cold. Um, so ben sorry. wanted to point out, he's like, maybe the reason you got sick after Ireland is because you kissed a stone that literally thousands of other people have kissed. And I was like, no, I don't think it's that at all. It doesn't give you the gift of the cold. It gives you the gift of the gab. You're making that up, Ben. That's not real. He's like, it's science. But it, it's fine. So went to Paris for two days, got over a cold. What? Hold on. Um, science is trip it to me certified. So I <laughs> we just want to we just want to make sure that's known. Also Ben is trip it to me certified. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. fine. The first the first person to <laughs> the get first the human certified yeah. mm-hmm. stamp. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he gets he gets that title. He deserves it. <sighs> so after 2 days in Paris, we took the the train that goes under it's the channel. So it yeah. goes under the English Channel, which I was feeling really anxious about, but it was totally fine. And then we were in London for two days. And it was not enough time in either city, but because we were just kind of tacking this on because we could, uh, we really wanted to do Paris, but I really wanted to do London. So we added that on too. What's interesting is that I actually ended up falling in love with Paris, did not want to leave. But Brie was really stoked to get to London, and then we got to London, and then she was like, I love it here. So it was really interesting. I didn't think that I was going to like Paris as much as I did. And then we got there, and I was like, oh, oh, my heart, my heart. So we flew from Dublin to Paris. Took a while to get through customs. Uh, again, I was sick, so I made the mistake of not eating anything for breakfast when we left Dublin, and then it took hours to get through customs, and so by the time we finally sat down and ate something, I was, like, devouring food. So we, we got off the plane, we went through customs, we, I think we took the, the metro into town. Do you remember how long the, like, the flight was? Oh, it wasn't very long at all. No, It was, like... Less than three hours. Okay. I'd say closer to like two two hours, if I remember that correctly. It's not a very long distance. Sure. Um, Because we'd left in the morning. I think when we landed, it was like noon. And then probably by the time we got out of the customs, it was about one. And then we, yeah, took the metro, got into the city. I think I've said this before, but when I was booking our hostels, I almost accidentally booked us in the red light district. Um, (laughs) Oops. Didn't. Fixed it. Corrected that. So we were in like the music and arts district. And so we were navigating through the city and the street signs are like on buildings instead of on like sign posts. And so... Uh We kind of had to figure out, oh, like, how do we actually navigate that? So we actually ended up walking in the wrong direction for a little while, figuring it out, turning around, going back. We finally found our hostel. We got checked in. And then we ended up at this little cafe and we sat down and I'm sick as a dog. (laughs) And 
around and Brie is there and I'm like zoned out because I'm sick and she's zoned out because she's tired and overwhelmed and it's new city. But like I'm starting to come to life again. And so this is this has been one of my favorite stories to tell for forever. And Brie will know it and she'll already be laughing. But um, we sit down. I'm looking at the menu. I'm like getting over my snot nose, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in a new place. We're in Paris. I'm like exhilarated by all of the newness and the people and our cute little Frenchman, white haired waiter comes over and I'm trying to order in French and he thinks I'm dumb but darling. And so, you know, that's lovely. And we order coffee and we order a crepe to split and an omelet to split. And the food comes back and I'm eating food and I'm ravenous. And so like I'm coming more and more and more to life and Brie is just shutting more and more and more down. And we've got the map spread out and we're like, okay, we've got two days. Like we want to hit this and this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so the waiter comes back and I'm like, can I get one more cup of coffee, please? Because I need caffeine to further this, this energy hype that I've got going. And so he comes back and she orders a cup of coffee too. <laughs> and he brings us our cup of coffee and he puts mine in front of me and he goes for the pretty girl and then he puts his in front of Brie and then he goes for the blonde girl and then he walks away <laughs> oh no and I didn't even look at her I just <laughs> stared at the map spread out on the table she did not look at me <laughs> I think she probably made some snarky comment and then we just <laughs> continued on. But Good. I was like, it's, you know, we're just, you're just in your zombie mode where like you're tired, you're overwhelmed, like uh, naturally, right? And I'm just, sure. yeah. So I thought that was, that was our like introduction to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No wonder you love it. <laughs> right? Like I loved it. It was great. Uh-huh. I told her later on, I was like, we could have a band called The Pretty Girl and the Blonde Girl, and no one would know who was, because we're both blonde, and like, it's fine. So, yeah, very funny. I love to tell that story. So, we got everything mapped out. (laughs) We ate, started feeling better, got on the metro, and first thing we did, we were like, we have to see the Eiffel Tower. Like, we can't do anything else in Paris until we see that. So, we get off the metro, we like, walk onto the street and we're like where is it (laughs) like we're on the street and we're like we don't know where it is i'm like looking at the map and she's looking at the map and we're like okay let's just go this way so we walk and we kind of come to this clearing and we turn a corner and brie just goes holy shit and it's just there in all of its glory and it's one of those things that you've seen in movies, you've seen in photos and TV, and, like, you know it's big. It's a big hunk of metal, right? Like, I didn't expect it to have the impact that it did. But you show up, you turn around the corner, it's right there, and you're like, holy, I am in Paris, and there is the Eiffel Tower, and it does not get any more iconic than this. Like, it was a beautiful day, the sun was shining, You know, you see the carousel, you see the lawns, you see the whole thing. And you're like, I cannot believe that I am here. And so we went and we hung out for a while and we just watched. And we had decided not to go up the Eiffel Tower. We were just going to look. 
um, people had told us that the view from Notre Dame, from the top of Notre Dame, was better. So we're like, we'll do that instead. And um, and so we just hung out there for a while. And it was really interesting. It was right after there had been quite a few terrorist attacks in Paris. And so there were a lot of military. There were a lot of, like, you know, assault rifles and, like, machinery. And so that was interesting to be like, wow, I'm in another place besides America. But there's, like, a lot of armed forces here. Um, it was a little intimidating, but... We just, man, we just took in the sights, and it was it was just absolutely stunning. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much of what we did that night. I think we picked a cafe. Oh, no, that's right. We ended up right next to our hostel was this little cafe, and it felt like a French diner is, is how I would describe it. It was like the red booths and like the, kind of the checker floor, the checkerboard floor. And we got a huge cheese plate, and we got glasses of wine. I got the best tiramisu that I've ever had in my life there. And it came in one of those, like, um, like yogurt parfait dishes. Um, and so it was something that had been, like, dished up and then yeah. served individually. And it was, it was the best I've ever had in my whole life. It was incredible. It was so good that we actually went back the next night. <laughs> so I could have more tiramisu because I was like, I cannot leave this place without having more. And, like, right. the waitress was darling and she was hospitable and she was lovely to us and you know i don't we didn't drink nearly as much wine as we should have and we you know we should have kept ordering things off the menu but we were young we didn't know any better but um it was just what an incredible first day i think we made our way to the arc de triomphe that day as well which was so interesting because it was such a contrast it was like in a heavily wealthy like shopping district um, which of course, you know, we're fresh out of college and broke. So like, don't have a whole lot of interest in, and we had been backpacking. So like we did not fit in, <laughs> in that part of town at all. And yeah. our like, you know, sneakers and rain jackets and stuff. But, um, no, so we saw like the major parts of the city that night and I just fell in love. Like the architecture of the city has a uniformity that is just so aesthetically pleasing and little alleys that you can walk down and you kind of get lost in these pockets of the city and there's a cafe everywhere it's just really beautiful and I had always been told that Paris smells bad right like it smells like a big gross city and I I expected to not really enjoy it and I showed up and it just my heart melted for it so I can't wait to go back. It's going to be, it's going to be lovely. But um, we stayed in our hostel that night. That was the night with um when they had turned the heat on in our room. And so we got back and it was like, it was boiling hot. Oh no. And I was still, again, getting over a cold, right? So <laughs> Brie fell asleep quite quickly and we were sharing a bed that night. And, um, and she kept stealing, she kept rolling over onto my side of the bed and I'd push her over and she'd like <laughs> growl at me in her sleep. And so eventually I was like, no, stuff this. Like I am done. So I went out onto the balcony at like three in the morning and the city is just alive. Like there's cars, there's people, there's music, there's all of this stuff. It doesn't sleep. And, um, all of a sudden I hear a bonjour. I'm like, that, what? And then I look up, and there's someone above, in the balcony up above, and he's just looking down, and he's going, bonjour, 
Bonjour. Hi. He goes, it's beautiful, isn't it? I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. I love Stranger at three o'clock in the morning. And I'll just, that's one of those moments that I think, like you, you get those moments when you're traveling, when something surprises you, it catches you off guard in a moment that you're not expecting it. And it's just joy, right? Like you're just there with another human that you maybe don't know. And... Like that, that's just it, right? It encapsulates the joy and the wonder of being in a new place and experiencing it together. And it's beautiful. That's that's why we travel, right? It is. It, and it's amazing. Like, like that, that's a memory you'll have for forever. And I have yeah. similar memories just like that where you, you talk to a person for 30 seconds. Yeah. And exactly. it's going to stick with you and it. I mean, chances are it won't stick with them, but but it's it's just something that uh, changes your outlook on on mankind, uh, yeah. and and it's it's something people talk about uh, vacations being like a refresh for their for their regular lives, and I I get going to a place and, and relaxing. All the time and and actually needing that break, right? Yeah. And I think some people definitely need that. But I, and I've talked about this before, like I get way more refreshed by having these small little interactions mm. with people that I'll probably never see again. Yeah. And on, honestly, if I saw them again, I might not recognize them. Right. Because in, like in my I mind. Know. Yeah, like I don't know what this guy looked like. It was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So like I couldn't see him, but like. I still hear hear his voice in my head, right? Yeah. Like, how uh-huh. incredible is that? Two sentences he said to me. And I think the, these are the moments we kind of romanticize, yeah. but rightfully so. Like, this is what we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's something that really helps our everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, just having those moments. And, and you don't know when you're going to stumble upon them, and some trips you won't, right? Yeah. But... And that doesn't make the place any less incredible, but, but these these moments kind of just cement the uh, the the like the wonders of the Eiffel Tower. Mixed with that, it's like, well, I love this place. Yeah, that's Paris. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, and very similarly, the next day we got up fairly early, and we made our way to Notre Dame, and this was of course before it, it caught on fire. Still heartbroken over that. But uh, we made our way there, and they weren't quite open yet. So we had decided, oh, we'll go. We'll find some place to have breakfast close by, so that way when it opens, we can be first in the queue to go up the stairs and to, to be on the top of it. And so we found a, a cafe just um, just over the river, and we sat down, and we ordered our breakfast. And, of course, at this point, we're like, oh, we just miss our bacon and eggs, right? Like, I just want an American breakfast. But, of course, you're on the continent, and so it's, you know, bread and orange juice and coffee. That's just your, your you know, your continental breakfast. And um, so we're sitting there, and sitting next to us at a table is a mom with her two kids. And they're cute, you know. And, and I don't know what's more adorable, like a little kid with, like, a British accent or a little kid speaking French. Like, it's just so damn cute. <laughs> and so these kids are over there just, la, 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 in the, you know, in French. And um, we're just kind of talking and 
Um, and all of a sudden we see that she's trying to like take a picture of them, but a kind of a selfie too. And so I think it was Brie that said like, oh, like, do you want me to take a picture for you? And she was like, oh, yes, of course. And so took a picture and then she offered the same for us. And I can still, I can see it in my mind, the picture that she took because Brie and I love it. It's definitely one of the highlights. And afterwards, one of the kids, they had ordered a, a yogurt parfait, but they didn't eat it. And so she offered it to us and one of us, I think it was Brie, but one of us ate it. And she was just saying, you girls have to be careful, you know, look out for pickpockets and, and, you know, doing that whole motherly thing, but with us and also that whole, like, you're, you're here. This is my home. I want you to have a good time. I want you to experience the city, but I want you to be safe. And, you know, like that whole thing. And it was just really lovely to, yeah. you know, and and thank goodness to Brie, you know, for offering that photo, right? Like, that was it. That was that bridge of, oh, like, we can talk now. Like, we can have this conversation because someone said something. But it was really lovely to have her kind of reach out and just be like, oh, like, I want you to make sure that you're experience, experiencing our city in a safe way to where you'll remember it with kindness. And, um, she, you know, in that moment, she probably didn't realize that again, that another interaction that I'll probably remember for forever, but it was just, it was lovely to meet a stranger who was, who was interested in, in what happened to us and our well being. And, um, once we finished up breakfast, we went back to Notre Dame and there was a line forming. And so we got inside and Notre Dame is interesting because it is a place of worship, but it's also a huge tourist attraction. And so we went inside and honestly, the inside was a little chaotic because there was a mass happening, but there was also an influx of tourists who were talking, who were making noise, who were taking photos and, you know, cool photos, but like turn your flash off and like, don't talk. (laughs) Like people are are, using a flash anyway. Right? Yeah. And like. People are in this place worshiping and it doesn't matter if it's a cathedral or a mosque or a temple or whatever, like show your respect. And so we were a bit off put by that. Um, That was a bit disappointing. And I think, you know, that's something that we talk about, like, how do you be a good visitor? How do you be respectful and kind? And that's one of those things. Like when you are in someone's place of worship, even if it is not your place of worship, show kindness and respect to the people who are there um, because it means something to them. And so we were kind of glad to get out of there. And, um, and then there was like a separate queue on the side for wanting to go up the stairs. So a separate entrance, you kind of go into a room and they talk to you about the history. We caught on to some of it because it was mostly in French, but they talk to you about the history and then you climb like hundreds of stairs Our legs were absolute jelly by the end of the day for more than one reason. I'll come back to that. But we climbed (laughs) these stairs and this circular, tiny little tunnel. And you climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. And like just when you think you're going to like get claustrophobic and lose it, there's like a tiny window that you can see outside and get some fresh air. And you're like, oh, thank God. And then you climb and climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. And... By the time you make it to the top, you're like, oh, thank God. Like, I was about <laughs> to have an aneurysm in there. Um, but it was so cool to be on the top of Notre Dame. You, you pay a ticket price to go to the top, but whatever it was, 
it was cheaper than it was to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and it was well hmm. worth it. You go yeah. to the top, you walk around. There's, of course, all of this netting and stuff, so no one can fall. And there's gargoyles. We got some of the coolest photos of gargoyles. And you walk around, and it was a clear day, and you see all of Paris. And it was one of those take-your-breath-away moments, again, that I'll never forget. And then we got to go into one of the bell towers, and one of the bells started ringing. And I had this huge scarf that I had with me through most of the trip. It was like a blanket scarf. And I just had the giddiest look on my face. I pulled the scarf up over my ears and like shoved it over my ears so I wouldn't go deaf. And I just had the biggest grin. I'm sure the guy who was like the attendant was like, what are these psychos on about? But me and Brie being like music majors and loving like Gregorian chant and bells and all this stuff. We were just like, ah, this is so cool. And like scarf over the ears, like manic look on the face, like crazy people, totally crazy people could not hear anything after that for a solid hour was deaf completely. But, um, yeah, would highly recommend. I don't know what that is like now that Notre Dame suffered the fire. So I don't know what they're offering as far as like going up. But if anyone is going to Paris, check it out. See if it's an option because it was well worth it. I think it's close to rebuilt. I hope um, so. Yeah. And yeah. It's been I, a few years. Yeah, it's it's been a while now. And I don't know how much the pandemic slowed progress. But I know yeah. I know it was getting closer yeah. in the last few years so Mm -hmm. yeah after that we would have probably grabbed lunch somewhere we (laughs) went on a bit of a goose chase for the opera house um we ended up at the new modern opera house which was not the one that Brie wanted to see so we ended up there and then we figured out that's not the one that she wants to see so then we re-navigated and saw the one that she did want to see which is of course the opera house that features in Phantom of the Opera. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. We didn't go inside. We could only see the outside of the building, but it was it was stunning. And after that, we went to um, Dorsey, which is the kind of second art museum that you think of when you think of art in Paris. We okay. um, We went to the Louvre that night to see the big glass pyramid, but right. people had told us, you need days to go through the Louvre. And if you don't have the time, you'll rush, you'll feel stressed, you won't enjoy it. And so we decided to go to Dorsey because it's smaller, you can do it in a day. And it also had a Van Gogh exhibit. And so we really wanted to see that. Cool. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> and so we, we went to Dorsey in the afternoon and it, it was a beautifully laid out museum. Kind of... Um, there was like a center aisle that had sculpture and kind of large pieces. And then it had different exhibits on either side with with rooms that connected that you could go into. So you can kind of take it at whatever pace you want and either take in one full exhibit at a time or kind of break it up and zigzag between rooms. Um, it was It was really beautiful. And to be able to be in the room with so many Van Gogh paintings was so surreal like it was just otherworldly to to be in a room with a painting from van gogh like 
I, I mean, there's yeah, museums sure. all over the world. And so there's lots of those moments when you get to admire art from someone, you know, that you've, you've studied and researched and admired for so long. But really, really incredible. And I mean, like, one of the most famous humans oh. in the, oh, yeah. in like, in history. And, yeah, like one of yeah. the most, yeah. That evening, we, well, we went back to the diner for more tiramisu. Um, but right next to our, ho- our hostel was the um, Sacre Coeur. So the another like the second kind of cathedral that you think of, they yeah. were having a Compline service that night, and that was something that we definitely wanted to go and hear. And a Compline service is, it's a shorter service that has Gregorian chant prayers throughout. So it's mostly music, but it's not music that you participate in. It's music that you listen to. And with the cathedral, you get the acoustics, the echo, all of that. And so the other reason why our legs felt like jello, um, there was, it's a huge hill, and there was like a, basically an escalator that you could go up for all of these hundreds of steps. You just use your metro pass. And so we, of course, had these metro passes. Well, somebody left their metro pass in the hostel room. And we were on a deadline. And so we got there and I went, okay, you just scan your pass and then up you go. And Brie goes, what pass? And I go, our Metro pass. And she goes, I left it. It was, you're telling me we walked up 500 stairs earlier at Notre Dame. And now we're here and we have to walk up more hundreds of stairs because you left. I was so salty. I was such a salty bitch that night. I was so grouchy. I did not let her forget it. I am so sorry, Brie. Sorry, Brie. Sorry, Brie. But we ended up walking up all of the stairs. It was such a leg workout. I'm sure that there is muscle memory in these legs from that one day in Paris. It's good for you. It's good. For, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Character building. All of the tiramisu, yeah. you know, had to burn yeah. it off somehow. That's right. And we get to the top and there was just this massive wine festival happening. And again, we were young, we were dumb, we didn't know. I would have been like, I will see you after Compline service. I am doing this for the next three hours. Um, But as it was, we wanted to go to Compline. So we kind of bypassed the wine festival. But how French. How French. Went to Compline, went back. And that was basically our time in Paris. Um, There's so many other things to do that everybody knows that I just won't even go into. I really, um, really want to go to Versailles next time that I'm there. Yes. Um, I really just want to like eat my way through Paris. That would be that would be <sighs> ideal. I think. I think yeah. Last time like it was all about the doing and the seeing, and next time it's gonna be all about the eating. Yeah. How long would you want to go for? I mean, within within a certain, like, yeah. I know you want to go for yeah. a month or two months, but... I would say at least a week, but I would yeah. love 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. In, because in Paris proper, plus, I mean, a few other yeah, diversions, yeah. but... I okay. think, yeah, just staying in Paris and then, of course, leaving to go to Versailles and, right. you know, and maybe do a few of those, like, day trips. But I think, I think 10 days in Paris is, like, I would feel... Like oh I've 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 properly seen it. You, done yeah. the city yeah uh-huh. um yeah I'm hoping for that someday. Ben was like 11 years old when they went to Paris, so he's like 
Paris, whatever. And I'm like, that's because you were an 11 year old boy and you drove through Paris. Okay. <laughs> Do not write it off. Okay. Um, yeah. So my goal is to convince him that we can go back at some point for like a good week, week and a half. Paris is hard to me because mm. like one, it's in Europe and yeah. this, this whole thing that you're talking about where you're so just stuffing things in. Yeah. But it's also like, I, I would love to spend a week in Paris and then another week throughout the rest of France. Oh, like I talked yeah. about in our very uh-huh. first episode, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's just, it's a little overwhelming, honestly. Uh, um, because I, I think as far as, like major cities that I haven't been to, Paris would be the top. I I would love to go there, but it's hard to figure out that trip, right? Like it's hard to... And and for me, like I've been there already. So would I choose to go back instead of going to Italy or to Greece? Right. Right? Like that's the hard part. That's the... I mean, that... Yeah. First world problems like we're... Yeah, Yeah. Of course... But that's that's the hardest part of travel is like, yeah. well, I know I love this place and I know I want to go new places, mm-hmm. but how do I spend my money and my time as well as I can? Yeah. Um, and there's no right answer either. Yeah. That's yeah, so. One of the things that I've spent a good amount of time joking about is that someday I will live in Paris and I will go to pastry school and I will learn how to make French pastries under some delightful you know, French chef. And, um, and it's one of those things that I have joked about for a long time. And you know me, Andrew, you know, I like to joke about things and then eventually like they become real things and then I like to do them. So that's one of the things that I will keep joking about until maybe someday it actually happens. I would love to join you. I might not. Once the, uh, once the podcast really just makes money, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to like bake anything, but I'm just going to walk around the city while you, you you could just uh, come and like, you know, try stuff, like eat stuff and be a taste tester. Yeah. 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 I mean, in that point, like the Disney park will hire you. Right. So like you can go critique the, you know, Disney Paris and hang out. They're going to hire me to critique them. Absolutely. Because they're going to know what's good for them and they're going to know that they need a good critique so they can improve. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, that sounds yeah. great. It's gonna happen. We've I'll got it figured out. It. Okay, I'll start joking about it. Does okay. that help? Yeah, it does. Okay. It does actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Good. Sounds good. Yeah. Are you uh, on a slightly more serious note? Any person that I like that has a fairly similar personality to me, like like you, um, to an extent, and a many other people who who have similar travel habits. Anyone who's visited Paris as an adult just has loved it. Like there is, I've never seen anyone that I follow from like a a travel site or just that I've known that again has similar travel habits. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone say anything like there's never been like a, no, you shouldn't go here or, or anything like that. And I was so prepared for people to be rude and mean because that's what everyone says. No one was mean to us. No one was rude. And yeah. granted, like, we're two... I think that's two, just one of those things. We're two blonde right? girls, yeah. right, from America. But, like, we tried to speak French. We, you know, we we tried to be kind and respectful. And we tried to... We were clearly enjoying our time there. And I think that's just one of those things where it's like, if you are a respectful... Like, there's always rude people, right? Always. Everywhere. Sure. 
But like, if you're just enjoying a place and you're showing gratitude and kindness, like this whole like French people hate Americans, like I've never experienced that inside France or outside France with French people. And so I think it's just like, you just have to be a kind person, you know, and then you're going to receive that kindness back. So to anyone who's heard that and is put off by that, I think it's a load of bull. All right. Thank you. Yeah. My two cents. It seems like a dumb stereotype that people probably have. Agreed. Yeah. So then off to London. We went to London on the the channel, which was delightful because after all the airports and everything, going to the train station and getting on a train and sitting and just watching things go by on the window, like was a fantastic way of traveling. Like, we've said this before. Why travel any other way when you can travel by train? I wholeheartedly believe it. And, like, the minute and a half that we were underwater, it went by so fast. Like, it was probably a few minutes. But it was not enough to make me... I think I slept through most of it. It it was so easy. So, like, I didn't have time to be anxious about it. And we got to London. We got to King's Cross Station, which was just, you know, fantastic. And London, I was a little salty about leaving Paris. I really didn't want to. And so we got to London, and it took some time again to find our hostel. And I was just exhausted. I was like, I want to still be in Paris, but if I'm not going to be in Paris, I'm kind of ready to go home. Like, you know, kind of at that point where I'm like, I'm just, I have seen and experienced and given so much that I'm just tired. And so we got to our hostel, we kind of checked in, we found a coffee shop, got a cup of coffee, kind of just like sat and just rested for a minute. And then was like, okay, okay, we're in London. This is cool. I want to be in London. And so we got up and we walked around and made our way to the River Thames and started walking. And it was like, museum and you know the royal theater academy and then before i knew it we were at the the fucking globe and that's when my whole brain just combusted because i was like shakespeare has been here and my my literary brain was on such an ecstasy high that i think that just carried me through the next two days because we were there and we were walking around and i was like shakespeare was here shit will 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 shakespeare was here and we like went into the gift shop and i like bought a mug and i bought another mug and i was like shakespeare was here oh my god oh my god and we're like taking photos and in my photos i have again this manic stupid grin on my face (laughs) and we're walking away and i'm just like shakespeare was here oh my god shakespeare was here and Bree's like, we don't have any plans for tonight, right? And I was like, no, no, we don't. Shakespeare was here. And she's like, we could like, we could like see if they have tickets for our show tonight. And I just looked at her and I was like, can, can we, do, can we do that? Oh, is that, is that, are you okay? Are you okay with the, can we do, is that an option? And she goes, yeah, of course it is. Like, calm down, you weirdo. And I was like, okay. And so we went and we got tickets for Cymbeline. They were like 40 bucks. And just like it was back in old, you know, 1568, you could buy tickets cheap as to stand on the floor of the globe like peasants. And they were like so cheap. They were like 10 pounds. Or you could buy seated tickets and be like, hmm, be like the aristocrats that we are. 
And so we bought seated tickets. And so we went to the Globe that night and we saw Cymbeline. And again, I was just tripping the whole time because I was like, this is incredible that like almost 500 years ago is when this place was built. It's when it was original. Like history happened. Like Queen Elizabeth the first sat up there and watched shows. Social commentary happened here. Politics happened here. So I was just going bonkers the whole time. But the rest of the day, we kept walking through down down the river. We saw the London Eye. We saw the, you know, the Tower of London, London Bridge. Uh, we saw, you know, Big Ben and the Parliament buildings and all of that. We camped down and had dinner in a pub right after getting caught in a bit of a rainstorm. And it was just a romantic London day of like, it's gray and drizzly in London and um, it, it was just, it was extremely delightful. We made our yeah. way back to our hostel and kind of took a nap and chilled. And then we went to the globe that night and I was losing my shit the whole time. <laughs> and, um, we, which of course it was, uh, one, I mean, I grew up with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, so I've seen some phenomenal Shakespeare productions, but this was, it was just incredible. I'll always remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, stayed the night in our hostel, which was interesting because it was definitely more of a party hostel. So we got back and we were like exhausted. And then everyone else was up until like 6 a.m. And we were oh, a, little, wow. a little grouchy about it. But yeah. You? Yeah. No. Me? Me? So- grouchy? Something, get- something <laughs> okay. getting in the way of your sleep making oh, you grouchy? What? Which is hilarious consider- considering I'm like a toddler when it comes to going to bed. And <laughs> sure. yet it's like when I'm ready for bed, if you keep me from sleeping, oh, hell hath no fury. <laughs> but um, the next day I don't remember a whole lot of. I remember that we went to a really lovely place for breakfast that was kind of a hole in the wall. There was kind of a, a market by the like the London Bridge um on the the side of the river that we were on and so we kind of wandered through that and we got breakfast and honestly the next day is a bit of a blur we ended up going to uh the west end that night i had bought us tickets to go see a play uh, starring uh sir patrick stewart and sir ian mckellen which is why that whole day is a blur right because like it was just leading up to this moment and sure. so, which that's really funny. I'm going to have to talk to Brie and be like, what did we do that day? I don't <laughs> remember. Um, but we, yeah, we ended up there and we got dinner that night and we went to this play in this darling theater that probably sat maybe a thousand people. So it wow. wasn't, it that's wasn't amazing. huge. It was like close yeah. enough. And then we were up on the second balcony and I remember buying a playbill and like you had to buy a playbill, right? Like it didn't come with your ticket. Buy and I was like, oh, yeah. I guess I'll buy one. Little I did guess. she know. So I bought one. We watched the play. And I'm, I'm kind of a weirdo in that I'm really into heady, wordy plays. And I guess that's not everyone's cup of tea. I learned that after that night. Because it was not necessarily <laughs> Bree's cup of tea. I think she would have rather seen a musical. But phenomenal performance by both Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. And afterwards, um, 
we kind of had been told that there was like a back door where you could wait out and like maybe the actors would come out and say hi. And we were like, you know, us in our American brain, we were like, oh, there's no way they're going to come out because they're way too celebrity. But like, we'll try. And so we go around the back of the theater and I've got my playbill and I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if someone, you know, get them to sign it. And um, there's a group of maybe 20 or 30 of us and there's just this buzz. We're all like under 30s, right? Yeah. And so we're like waiting and waiting and waiting and I'm like standing there like a toddler and Bree's getting sleepy and bored and I'm like, oh, they're going to come out, they're going to come out. I know they're going to come out. <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart comes out and is darling and kind and smiley and then ian mckellen comes out and he comes out in his little fedora and his little you know peacoat you know jacket and he comes out and he opens up his jacket and it's a gray jacket gray wool jacket and the inside is lined with this red silk and he opens it up and he goes do you all know have you seen the x-men films (laughs) (laughs) we're all under 30 right so we're like a fucking course and he goes this is the jacket from the x-men <laughs> that's great <laughs> and, and, just, oh. and so like standing there and like he signs my playbill and i'm like that was the best four pounds i don't even know how many dollars four pounds <laughs> is but i could have spent a hundred pounds the best four pounds i ever spent and then patrick stewart comes along and i go a wonderful show tonight because i don't know what else to say to patrick stewart right and so i'm like it was a wonderful performance and he goes oh thank you and then he signs my playbill and i just turn around with my playbill with my two sig and i just look at brie and i'm like i have died on the inside i have fully and i'm like not a huge like celebrity person right but like this situation meeting ian mckellen and patrick stewart was just too much for my little poor thump thump to take and so i just turn around and look at brain i'm like i just what and like we were flying out <laughs> the next day and i'm like we just fucking met ian mckellen and patrick stewart and that is how we wrapped up our europe trip and yeah. like i don't remember the trip home i'm sure brie navigated because i was floating on cloud nine <laughs> and i had no brain whatsoever to get us back to our hostel incredible and we somehow made it back, thank you to Bree and her navigation skills, and the next day we would have packed and we would have gone back to the train station. There were, like, union strikes that day, so we had to, like, figure out how to get to the airport differently because our train was not getting there, which was a little bit stressful. But we ended up back at the airport and then we came home, and, like, that was the last event that we had planned was going to this play and we got to meet Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart and it was amazing amazing yeah amazing London West End is so cool it yeah. I've never been to Broadway but I imagine that it's like a little baby Broadway in that it feels intimate and um approachable in a way that Broadway feels just like really big and kind of removed and um that makes and just sense. massive you know um, yeah 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 just so amazing so again so many things oh no i remember what we did oh that's really (laughs) funny i remember what we did we um when we were in ireland we had gone to the natural history museum in dublin 
which basically turned out to be the most taxidermied animals I had ever seen in my whole entire life in one room. And it was really upsetting. So when we got to London, Brie wanted to go to the Natural History Museum. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm over museums. I need introvert time. You can't make me look at any more taxidermied animals. And she was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to wander the streets of London while you do this. And it kind of freaked her out a little bit because we didn't really have a lot of alone time. And so we have I was like, I will meet you back here. I will be fine. I won't get murdered. I won't get mugged. I'll meet you back here. And so I dropped her off at the museum. And then I went and I had a wander and I got gelato and I just like roamed and just had some lovely introvert time. And then I picked her up and and then that's what we did that afternoon. That's funny. That just okay. came back to me. Mm-hmm. That was our <laughs> afternoon activity. But I, if sounds... I never saw a taxidermied animal ever again, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there, I think. Yeah. If you imagine like a 18th century Englishman living in the country who has slightly lost his marbles <laughs> and you imagine his home and how he wants to display every animal he's ever hunted and killed. That was the Dublin Natural History Museum. Delightful. There were so, it felt like a garage sale of taxidermied animals. There were so many. It was like, oh, we'll just put all of these on the same table here. It's all, no, you can fit more in there. Just squeeze them in. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. Dublin History Museum, if you'd like to sponsor us, it's trip it to me at Or yell at me, that's fine. Send me photos of your updated um, exhibits. I'm sorry you had to go through that traumatic experience. It was But the wandering around London sounds like a very Shelby day in London. And getting gelato. There's like a little market I wandered through and I just got to look at all the houses. Like there was so, it was so cute. It's interesting how... You can have never been to a place, but because of media and movies and things, you have such a concept of what it should look like. And with both Paris and London, it was exactly what my expectation was. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've got to say, like, and we might talk about this in a future episode down the road, but I've just never really had much interest in going Mm -hmm. to London, and I don't know why that is. But, uh... I mean, you've given a pretty glowing recommendation, so... Do you think it's because London feels less foreign? No, I don't think that's it. Mm. Um, Because because there's quite a few American cities that I want to go to, and... Right. And it's... Yeah, I don't don't really think that's it. Um, Mm. I'm not sure... I'm not sure what it is, really. Mm. Uh, It's, yeah, just just not... Mm particularly like high on my list but it maybe should be i can't really tell you why but that doesn't surprise me oh wow and but i but i can't i can't totally put why you think on it and then Mm -hmm. we'll we'll get back to everyone (laughs) we'll tell everyone yes i'll figure it out don't worry i'll think why we'll title the episode why andrew shouldn't it doesn't care about london but should but should maybe, and then it's just like a, like a five minute explanation, and it'll be our shortest episode ever. Fantastic! Oh, it won't be five minutes. It'll be at least twenty five. Okay, twenty twenty five minutes. Come on. And then... Okay, but still our shortest episode ever <laughs> by a, by a long mile. Ways. 
Oh, very good. It, it sounds uh, sounds like a delightful four days. A it, whirlwind, it really but delightful. Really Mine is the cold. Yeah. Um, you know, the sniffles. But um, Having yeah, a cold otherwise. when you're on vacation sucks. Uh, I know, but terrible. I always seem to. I just, when I travel, I seem to always get sick. Do you not sleep enough? I don't know if it's just the influx of, like, people. So, like, germs. Or yeah. if it is the whole, like... You're sleep deprived, which means your immune system takes a hit, which means, you know, your body tells you to just like calm down. But I don't. Um, I like to think that when I travel now, I've got a pretty good understanding of like active and rest. I may not have at that point. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but it's just I think germs when you travel, you just you come into contact with a lot of people. Yeah, I used to get get like a cold or something because I wouldn't sleep enough on trips right. and yeah for some reason my body's adjusted to where it doesn't really do that anymore because unless Andrew, I you go don't ever sleep enough <laughs> your body's just uh, used to it now it's like what four, a, four hours ah oh, this is a normal night that's fine <laughs> this is a topic for another time <laughs> yes yeah Fair enough. but yeah I'm happy it's adjusted yeah, me too. If you cannot get sick while traveling, that is ideal. That is ideal. As I as I sniff away on yeah. these last few episodes. So yeah. sorry, everybody. <laughs> I hope you haven't heard it too much. That's all right. You listen right. to Charlie snoring, so I don't think anyone paid attention to to you sniffing, Andrew. <laughs> uh, it was it was wonderful. Do you want your questions? I do. Uh, what would, you know, the, you know, the two, what would you change? What exceeded expectations? And then you, uh, uh, you'll have to wait for your wild card question. Yeah. These are really hard because if I were to change anything, like I would go for longer, but like, of course, right? Like that wasn't in the budget for us. So then the question is like, well, would I do Paris for four days instead of London? You know, instead of two and two, do one of them for four days. But I can't imagine not going to Paris or not going to London. I fell in love with Paris, so definitely had to go there. But then I also had that incredible experience of theater in London. So, like, I don't think I could change that. Um, Yeah, I mean, Paris can be its own trip, you know. London can be its own trip. So that's a really hard question for me. Like, what would I change? Um, and just more time. Always more time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would maybe, maybe I'd go to the Natural History Museum in London. Because <laughs> apparently it wasn't full of taxidermied animals. That makes sense. I mean. But, you know. Yeah. I also, my roaming around London was also fine, too. Um, I would just say that London or that um, Paris just exceeded my expectations because I yeah. didn't expect to fall in love with it. And I really genuinely did. I thought that I would be bored, that it would feel like a cliche, that people would be rude, that I wouldn't really enjoy it. And oh boy, was I wrong. Was I wrong? So that that far exceeded expectations, as if you couldn't already tell that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then wild card. What's your wild card? Okay, it's a real wild card. Oh, um, Do you have celebrity rules that you follow if you see a celebrity? Like, um, uh, like I'm on. I'm only allowed to do this, or right. do you have rules for yourself? 
I mean, the only time I've seen celebrities is when I saw Johnny Depp at that concert. Yeah. And then when I met Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. So the only Those time are the on- the That's only the time. only time you've seen celebrities in I your life? I think so. Like, That's I amazing. really... Like, I don't think I've seen them otherwise. I don't know. I also, like, don't live in a place that they would be. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, a surprising number of people come to Hawke's Bay um, because I, New Zealand is really beautiful. Since I've been yeah. here, there's been, like, stupid number of people who have come to New Zealand. I haven't I'm sure. seen any of them. Um, <laughs> I think my big rule is, like, just treat them like a human. Yeah. Which I think is why, standing in front of Patrick Stewart, all I could think to say was, that was a really... I think what I said was that was a really moving performance. And I meant it very That's genuinely. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could not think of anything more unique or intelligent to say. Like, he will not that remember is... me, but I will remember him. And that's totally okay. And that's okay. what you want. Right? Yeah. That's I, think, like, I think that's what you want. Yeah. Like, when I met Johnny Depp and everyone else was just screaming at him, and all I could say was, that was a great show tonight. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he smiled and he said, thank you. Like, hey. Yep. I'm not screaming at you because I'm going to treat you like a real fucking person. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to treat you like you're, I don't know, a god or like you're a toy, right? Like, I would not scream at anyone. So why would I scream at a celebrity, right? It's a good rule. Come on. But I mean, other than that, like, don't, I mean, don't be creepy. There were people when I met Johnny Depp that was like, this is this person's tour bus and they're staying in room number blah, 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 at this hotel and they had this for breakfast. And I was like, you need boundaries or a restraining order. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Right? That's upsetting. I don't know. I don't know what other rules I would have that like aren't just like normal people rules. The one you gave is uh, very good. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good job. I didn't try to, like, touch them. I feel like that's also, like, healthy boundaries. Like, treat them like normal sure. people, right? Uh, unless they unless they are the one that initiates it. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't try to give Ian McKellen a hug or a high five, right? Like, I mean, let him be. Now that you mention it, you probably should have, actually. I mean, yeah. He'd be like, can I just get a... And he'd be like, oh, no, dear. No, no, no. <laughs> Do not touch me. No, no, no. He's like, uh, this jacket's from X-Men. This security guard's also from X-Men. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I don't want to get tackled. Yeah. No, I don't want you to get tackled. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stuff. Do you Thank want you. like another wild card question? You happy with that? I mean, do you have another one? Like queued up? I could probably, I could think up one really quick. I mean... <laughs> I mean, if you've got one, like, ready to go, you can, but, like, no pressure. What, um, because both Paris and London have pretty famous rivers, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, was everything just kind of along the rivers? Like, was, did you, were you able to follow both rivers to get to, like, places you wanted? Right. Um, Paris, from memory, the river kind of cuts through the middle. Yeah. And then does. town is like a big circle. Okay. So Notre Dame is right on the river. I don't remember if the Eiffel Tower was. I don't. I think I it's don't, a little bit off from yeah. what I remember of planning that. 
itinerary. Like London, we really did. We just followed the river. And then when you go into the West End, you cross the river and you kind of go up a ways. But for... but in Paris, we didn't follow the river nearly as much. We were kind okay. of, we touched the river and then we went back the other way. So I yeah. think London is much more of a, you just follow, you know. Sure. The, the, uh, what's around the river bend? That, yeah, you, you just follow the river. <laughs> they, you but not it. so much in Paris. Got it. That was, a good, were they that both, was a good one. Were they both pretty walkable? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Paris has, like. has the metro, so it's like. Yeah. Even if you're in a time crunch or your feet are tired, you can just pop on and pop off. And same thing with London in the underground. Like you, And once you figure out how to work that, it is simple. And you just buy a pass for however many days you're there and you don't worry about paying. You just boop, you just scan that thing and you go. So it is really walkable, but if you're going into the outer bits, save yourself some time and just get yeah. a pass. Yeah, it's so worth it. Very nice. And, and then trains. when you go to Again. walk the stairs up to the, the cathedral, you boop your pass. You don't leave it boop. in the hostel room. And you, no. you use the little thing to go up the stairs so you don't have to Poor walk Brie. them. Poor Brie. Poor Brie. Poor Shelby. Had to walk oh, all the stairs. She fine. remembered her pass. It's just yeah, stairs. It's fine. It's just stairs. It's just like it's a just thousand stairs. stairs in one day. It's whatever. It's good for you. A thousand stairs in one day. It's fine. Uh, I think. Unless something weird happens, and I I should just never talk about um, our recording schedule because we don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but unless something weird happens, I believe our next episode is a special one that will be the first time we ever record an episode together. Um, so you all have that to look forward to. It mm-hmm. will be absolutely manic and, and wild. And I'm sure we won't talk about anything just like we usually do, yep. but even less. That little so. ding for the refill button is just going to like ding, <laughs> ding, That's ding, all the episode ding, will be. Ding, ding, it's ding, just going to be, be great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you all have that to look forward to. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. uh, thank you, Shelby, for the wonderful trip report. And thank You're you all for listening. It was It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Until next time. Mm. And bye. Bye.